Hi, everyone. This is episode 10 of One Question with Pastor Adam. And friends, we made it to episode 10. Double digits. So exciting. Thank you for uh, being here and thank you for asking your questions. We've got another great question today. But uh, first, I want to introduce you to the show. I am Adam, and I'm pastor to believers and doubters, to unfaithful Christians, and to faithful atheists. Jesus wasn't afraid of questions, and neither are we. So each week on this podcast, we will explore one question that you have sent me over Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We will explore questions that you might be afraid to ask someone else. Some topics include the Bible, heaven and hell, who is Jesus, and do you have to be a Christian in order to be saved? If you have questions, hit me up over on social media, either at the Raven Foundation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages, or Clackamas United Church of Christ pages, or my personal pages. Our question today comes from Corey, and Corey simply says this, define religion. And I like this question a lot because for many people, religion is an ugly word. And for good reason. Religion seems to be one of the big things that divides us from them. Jews from Christians, Christians from Muslims, Muslims from Buddhists. We're all like divided because of religion. And so religion can bring this weird destructive, dangerous, us-against-them mentality. And I gotta tell you, this is kind of baked in the cake of religion. Let me explain it this way. A lot of scholars think that the word religion comes from the Latin word ligare, which means to bind. It's where we get the word ligament. So ligaments bind bones together, cartilage together, and joints together. And the re at the beginning of religion is means again. So religion is to bind us together again. And that sounds really great. There's a sense of unity that you get in religion. But there's a dark side to religion, which we've already alluded to, which is kind of an us against them mentality. So it can bind us together against a common enemy. And if you're interested in more of this theory on religion, I highly recommend the work of René Girard. Girard uh, has a book called Evolution and Conversion that I would recommend on this. He has really influenced my thinking on religion. But briefly, Girard postulates that at the very beginning of human history, as humans are beginning to uh, form in this evolutionary process, that there were a bunch of conflicts among the first people groups. And these conflicts needed an outlet for there to be some kind of peace and cooperation to work together. And what Girard claims is that the conflicts were washed away as the group pointed fingers against a common enemy. And this common enemy was blamed for all of the hostilities, all of the conflicts within the group, and that person was sacrificed. And this sacrifice brought a sense of peace to the group, a sense of unity to the group. It bound the group together. And whenever there were conflicts that re-emerged, they would redo the process that brought them peace before. 
and thus they would be rebound together and religion, this religare, this rebinding together occurred over time through an act of violent sacrifice. And Gerard says this is the first distinction between us and them. And he says that this was a really bad thing, obviously, because this person who was blamed for all the conflicts was the group's scapegoat. This person was no more and no less guilty than anyone else in the group. This person just got blamed. All of the hatred, hostility, conflicts were channeled against this one individual. And that, according to Gerard, is how religion was formed. So one definition of religion, especially in this ancient sense, is that which binds us over and against someone else <laughs> in this act of sacrifice. Now, Gerard will say that the Bible both reveals this kind of sense of religion and also seeks to transform this religion into something different. So you see this in the book of Genesis, for example, when Cain kills his brother Abel, it leads to the first civilization, the first human culture. And you also see this in other ancient myths, like the uh, ancient myth of Romulus and Remus. Romulus kills his brother Remus, and it leads to the foundation of Rome. And so Gerard, one of the things that he does is looks at all of these ancient myths, and he sees patterns that go together. And one of those patterns is, you see it in almost every culture, these ancient stories of the founding of culture, which begins with an act of violence where hostilities are channeled against an individual which creates a certain amount of peace, a certain amount of cooperation that leads to the founding of a culture. And you see that in uh, the Bible and in other myths too. But the Bible also seeks to stop the cycle of violence. So this is where God gives the mark of Cain in order to protect Cain from reciprocal violence. But the Bible also seeks to stop the cycle of violence. This is where God gives the mark of Cain on him in order to stop reciprocal violence. But the Bible is always in tension with this ancient form of religion that binds us over and against a common enemy, a scapegoat. But the Bible also tries to lead us away from this pattern of being religious in the world. So throughout the Bible, you can easily find passages where there are common enemies and where God and religion do desire sacrifice of an enemy or a people group or just an animal. But then you also have other passages in the Bible that are trying to get us away from this kind of sacrifice and into a way of life that is more revolved around love, even loving our enemies. So for example, the prophet Isaiah claims that God desires mercy and not sacrifice. So Hosea gives us a choice. Are we going to use religion in a way that binds us together in a way of mercy towards one another? Or are we going to use religion in a way that binds us together with a sense of hostility in channeling our conflicts over and against a scapegoat or a common enemy? You see this also in the prophet Isaiah, especially in chapters 40 through 55, where Isaiah says that our job is to be a light to the nations. 
So quite often, religion will be a way of hoarding the light for ourselves because we are we think that we are the special ones who are chosen by God. We think that we are the elect. And if you ever want to use elect language and religion for Isaiah, it is you are elected in order to share God's love and light with all the nations of the earth. Now, for Christians, I'm hoping it's pretty obvious which religion strand Jesus lives into. He lives into Hosea's strand of God desiring mercy and not sacrifice. So the religion that Jesus enters into is fully within his own Jewish religion. He doesn't go against Judaism. He picks this strand within Judaism that calls us to live lives of mercy, to bind ourselves together in mercy and not in sacrifice. This is why Jesus says to love your neighbor, who includes even your enemy, as yourself. And a little later, after Jesus, the Apostle Paul picks this up, and he says that now, after Jesus, we are in this time where Isaiah's vision that we are going to be a light to the nations is radically true. Because Paul says that under Jesus, there is no more Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, because we are all One, we are all bound together. All of these distinctions that separated us from them are washed away in the person of Jesus. So whenever Christians in particular, I speak as a Christian here, uh, whenever Christians in particular use religion in order to divide us from them or make ourselves feel superior from them, thinking that we hold the truth about God, we have entirely missed the point. Because religion, this binding together, is supposed to bind the whole world together, not in a way that forces them to be exactly like us, but in a way that loves us and them for who we are in all of our differences and in all of our similarities. And interestingly, the Quran picks up on this in chapter 49, verse 13, where it says, Indeed, we have created you from male and female and made you peoples and tribes that you may know one another. It does not say that we have made you different tribes and different peoples so that you can fight with one another right? (laughs) It says that you might know one another. And this, according to the Quran, is how you become noble and righteous, is not through fighting one another, but through knowing one another. And in that knowing of one another, we bind ourselves together, not in hostility, but in mercy and compassion for one another. For as the Quran starts each chapter with, in the name of God, the most merciful, the most compassionate. So Corey, that is how I define religion. I hope that's helpful. Religion comes from the word ligare, which means to bind, and we can bind ourselves together through religion in a sense of hostility or superiority against others. But I think what the Jewish, Christian, and Islamic scriptures are trying to get us to do is to bind ourselves together in a sense of mercy and not sacrifice, mercy and not violence against one another. 
And again, if you are interested in more of this, I recommend the work of René Girard, especially his book, Evolution and Conversion. So friends, that's it for today. Thank you for having the courage to ask questions and for listening. And Corey, thank you for your question. And if you have a question, you can hit me up over on social media, either at the Raven Foundation pages, Clackamas United Church of Christ pages, or my personal pages. And if you want more content, you can check us out over at theravenfoundation.org where we explore life, faith, and mimetic theory. And you can also check me out if you're in the Portland area at Clackamas United Church of Christ. And hey, always remember, your faith and your doubts are holy. So join me next time as we continue to explore your questions.